everyone and welcome to the Weekly Wrap. I'm Yulinda Schroeder, the news editor of South Africa's oldest agricultural magazine, Farmers Weekly. I'm here to tell you about all the exciting articles featured in the latest issue of the magazine, which is the 20 November issue. And I will also look at some of the main stories that made the news this week. This week's cover features a boran cow and a calf. And for me, it is one of the most poignant covers we've ever had. This is also the main article in the magazine this week and tells the story of Johan Erasmus, who farms near Derby in Northwest and is one of the pioneers of the Boran cattle breed in South Africa. Johan uses his experience as a stud breeder and commercial crop farmer to assist and mentor new farmers in a number of Southern African countries. He was also named the Farmers Weekly SA Stud Book Elite Mentor Breeder of the Year for 2020 in recognition of the remarkable and ongoing mentorship he provides to developing farmers as well as fellow stud breeders. Juan started farming cattle in 1986 and along with a handful of other farmers, he founded the Boran Cattle Breeder Society of South Africa in 2003. He was one of the first breeders in South Africa to import Boran genetics from Kenya. He also farms maize, soya bean and sunflower on a rotational basis and runs a commercial Boran herd on his 7,000 hectare farm near Mbombela in Mpumalanga. Another interesting cover story takes a closer look at a fruit variety with an unusual flavour, the dragon fruit. Retired business owner Fricke Adams from the Drummond area in KwaZulu-Natal started experimenting with dragon fruit in his search for an interesting but low-maintenance crop in August last year. He planted 200 cuttings of the red skin, red flesh variety that he bought from a grower in Northwest. After some trial and error, he discovered that square-based planting bottles were ideal for propagating the cuttings. And in just over a year, the original cuttings have multiplied into 1,500 cuttings and more mature plants. I really believe that because of its nutritional value and size, the dragon fruit should be considered as dragon food, especially for food-insecure households, he told Farmers Weekly journalist Lloyd Phillips. In the first of a two-part rainwater focus, Dr. Louis Dupassani, an independent agricultural con- consultant, explains the basic components of the water cycle and how these apply to grass growth on felt. He outlines how the effectiveness of rainfall can play an important role in surviving the recurring droughts in South Africa. Farmers have no control over the amount of rainfall they receive, but they can control how effectively it waters their crops or the felt, he says. To better understand why, he explains that farmers need a broad understanding of the water cycle. Some of the important facts he mentioned are rainwater that evaporates from the surface of the soil is not absorbed by the plants and therefore does not contribute to felt production. Plant species that dominate when the felt is in poor condition have far lower water use efficiency than those that dominate when the felt is in good shape. The better the condition of the felt, the more rainwater ends up in the soil. Therefore, the very first step in making sure every drop of water counts is to ensure that the condition of the felt 
remains as healthy as possible. This requires a well-planned and correctly executed grazing management system based on sound grazing and animal production principles. Turning our attention to the news now, we stay with water conservation. With the lingering after-effects of a crippling drought and South Africa's National Water and Sanitation Master Plan likely to kick in next year, water conservation and water law experts are urging agricultural stakeholders to start taking responsibility for their role in protecting the country's scarce freshwater resources. The second story looks at food prices. Food price increases in South Africa have long exceeded inflation, and speakers at a recent webinar looked at how food prices increase that increased across the country at the same time as the COVID lockdown regulations resulted in widespread job and income losses, thereby ex exacerbating food insecurity. According to Mervyn Abrams of the Peter Maritzburg Economic Justice and Dignity Group, the cost of a basket of staple food items rose 293 rand, or 9,1%, over the past seven months, while the country's minimum wage fell far short of the cost of a basket of nutritious food. The third story I want to highlight is how the chickens are coming home to roost in the case of dodgy land deals in Mpumalanga more than a decade after concerns were first raised. The allegations relate to farms being bought by private individuals and soon thereafter being sold to Mpumalanga's Department of Human Settlements for vastly inflated prices. That's it for the week. Thank you very much for listening. We will back next week discussing the features and news highlights in the 27 November issue. You can look forward to hearing about the technology and genetics behind one of South Africa's top Jersey studs, how a little vegetable enterprise near Worcester in the Western Cape has developed into a thriving herb business, and the second installment of the two-part series about why you may be receiving rain but your crops aren't growing. Also look out for our annual buyer's guide that lists all the agri-services to meet your needs. Remember to follow Farmers Weekly on Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn at Farmers Weekly SA. And don't forget to buy the 20 November issue of Farmers Weekly. Until next week, stay safe and happy farming.